Good morning. Loudon, as you may know, has 42, at least 42, different wineries and vineyards and so on, and they're all making a few different kinds of wine. So, what is the best wine in Loudon? Well, I'll tell you right after the music. For Tuesday, October 17th, it's your Loudon Now Morning Minute. The Humane Society of Loudoun County invite you to their Tales and Ales Fall Fundraiser this Sunday, October 22nd, from noon to 4 at Black Walnut Brewery in Leesburg. Come enjoy an afternoon of music, food, games, prizes, and fun, and leashed pets are, of course, welcome. Tickets are $20 for adults, $10 for people 10 and up, and $50 for a family, and include a Tales and Ales mug, a chance at the hourly door prize, and specials from Black Walnut. Proceeds benefit the Humane Society of Loudoun County, serving Loudoun for more than 50 years. That's the Tales and Ales Fall Fundraiser this Sunday at Black Walnut. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rents Green. Sunset Hills Vineyard near Percival claimed this year's Chairman's Grand Award during the 2017 Loudoun Wine Awards at Lansdowne Resort. Congratulations, guys. Winemaker and vineyard manager Corey Craighill accepted the award for her 2016 Viognier, the highest scoring wine in the competition, a competition, by the way, that had 100 wines entered. It was described as a powerful presentation without lacking elegance, a nice play between acid and fruit, and a lovely, pure expression of this wine. Ms. Craighill said the 2016 vintage marked her first year in Loudoun County, and she shared credit with her predecessor, Nate Walsh. She said they've overlapped in that vintage, and she learned a lot from them, and she looks forward to many more years in Loudoun's wine industry. Now, this is not the first time Mr. Walsh's name came up during the ceremony. He was awarded Winemaker of the Year for his work at Walsh Family Wine, which he and his wife Sarah launched to produce their own wines. He said 20 years from now, we'll be looking back on Loudoun's wine scene and see success driven by, quote, our focus not on how many good sunny weekends we could have in a row, not on how many corporate events we could do, but on a singular focus on quality. And that is what will continue to bring people to Loudoun County, end quote. The evening also celebrated Mitch and Betsy Russ, owners and wine growers at Russ Mountain Vineyards, as Wine Growers of the Year. Sarah Davis, an educator and founder of Viticultured.org, was named Wine Ambassador of the Year. The awards also celebrated wines in seven categories, so here are the other winners. 868 Estate Vineyards took home two awards, Best Hybrid White for its 2016 Petillant Naturel and Best Chardonnay for its 2015 Vintage. Fabioli Cellars also took home two awards, Best Vinifera Red for its 2013 Tanat and Best Cabernet Franc for its 2014 Cabernet Franc Reserve. Sunset Hills won awards for two wines, obviously that Viognier was named Best Vinifera White Wine and Best in Show, with the Chairman's Grand Award which I mentioned, and they also won Best Bordeaux Blend for their 2016 Mosaic. And rounding out the winners, Bro Vineyards took home an award for Best Rosé for its 2016 Rosé. This year's competition featured 14 gold and 50 silver medal winners from among 100 wines and was the first year in which entrants were required to use at least 75% Loudon-grown grapes. Sommelier Neil Wavra of Fable Hospitality directed the competition, and he said it's a huge shift. It's a burgeoning of the middle, and it says to him, it says there's a tremendous amount of potential in focusing on what Loudon does well. The competition was judged in addition to Mr. Wavra by Lindsay Fern from the Inn at Little Washington, Doug Rosen of Arrowine and Cheese, 
Aaron Scala, the beverage director and owner for Petit Pois and Fleur. Boy, I really apologize if I messed that up. Frank Morgan, author at drinkwhatyoulike.com, and Antoinette Landrigan, the owner of Cork and Fork Wine Shops. A few more words from Mr. Walsh. He said, since he began work in Loudoun in 2009, the wine industry has changed a lot, and in every way changed for the better. Not, he hastened to add, that it was bad when he came here. He said, the wines are getting better, and the community is getting better, and that's illustrated by what was happening in that room. And I will add that this was the best-attended wine awards so far. Anyway, get the full story over at loudonnow.com slash morningminute. In other news, a grand jury in Fairfax County yesterday indicted a 22-year-old man from Sterling on charges of capital murder and rape in connection with the killing of a 17-year-old girl who was abducted while walking to services at the Adams Center. The indictment allows Fairfax County prosecutors to seek the death penalty for Darwin Martinez-Torres, who's accused of beating Nabra Hassanin of Reston to death and dumping her body near a stormwater pond in Sterling. The indictment was the first public indication that investigators believe Ms. Hassanin was sexually assaulted as well. On June 18th, Ms. Hassanin was walking along Drainsville Road just over Loudoun County's eastern border with a group of teens returning to the All Dulles Area Muslim Society after an early morning pre-fast meal at a nearby restaurant. Martinez Torres was allegedly driving by when he got into an argument with the group. According to the initial report, a red car came up on the group from behind at 3.40 in the morning. The driver got into an argument with a youth on a bike and then drove onto the curb and sidewalk. The teens ran away. Investigators say Martinez Torres found the group again later and chased them with a baseball bat. Ms. Hassanen was struck and he put her in his car. It appears Ms. Hassanen was assaulted a second time near Martinez Torres' apartment complex near the pond where her body was found. The medical examiner ruled that she died from blunt force trauma to the head and neck. The numbers are in from the Loudoun School System's annual head count, and this year, 81,235 students showed up to public schools since the first day on August 24th. That is 2,555 more students than this time last year. The actual enrollment totals this year are 387 students fewer than what the Legislative and Planning Department projected. That breaks down to 179 fewer elementary students, 68 fewer middle school students, and 140 fewer high school students than they were expecting. That's welcome news for schools that are at or near or above even their building capacities. Eagle Ridge Middle School has 1,277 students, which is 70 above its design capacity, but 89 fewer than were expected to show up this year. But the school that probably breathed the biggest sigh of relief this year was Buffalo Trail Elementary, which has 1,313 students. That's 330 above building capacity, but it could have been worse. School leaders were projecting another 95 students to enroll there that never did. 36 schools saw higher-than-expected enrollment growth. Madison's Trust Elementary enrolled 155 more students than projected to a total of 999. Little River Elementary's enrollment is 67 more than projected, up to 804, and Riverside High School had 54 more students than they expected for a total enrollment of 1,593. John Champ had 95 more students than expected for an enrollment of over 2,000. The school system is still working on improving the accuracy of its enrollment 
projections. School board member Eric Hornberger from Ashburn said some of the forecasts may be off because of changes in the individual school's programming. For example, many schools serve as regional sites for programs like special education or gifted courses, so students are bused to that school just for those programs. Students who are granted special permission to attend a school outside of their uh, normally assigned school also affect the accuracy of the enrollment projections. But one thing school leaders can agree on is that more students will continue to come. Kevin Lewis, the assistant superintendent of support services, said the school division is expecting to add another 1,870 students next year. If it's true, that will be the smallest incremental growth in the last few years. The division grew by 2,603 students from fall 2013 to 2014, 2,802 the next year, and 2,738 last year. And Valmarie Turner is Loudoun's newest assistant county administrator. Starting November 2nd, she'll oversee the county's departments of community corrections, family services, health services, mental health, substance abuse, and developmental services, and the juvenile court services unit. She was selected after a nationwide search to fill a vacant seat. She comes to Loudoun from Seminole County, Florida, where she was most recently director of the Community Services Department. There, she oversaw the implementation of affordable housing, sounds familiar, and community development projects, human services and financial assistance programs, veterans services, juvenile diversion programs, and some other services. She has also held local government jobs in Hillsborough, County, Florida, the city of Daytona Beach, and Fulton County, Georgia. She has a bachelor's degree in business economics from Florida A&M University and a master's degree in public administration from Walden University. She will be one of four assistant county administrators serving under uh, County Administrator Tim Hemstreet and Deputy County Administrator Charles Yudd. Get the full story on all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's calendar, the Community Foundation for Loudoun and Northern Fauquier Counties is hosting Lessons in Raising Charitable Children at 6 p.m. at River Creek Clubhouse in Leesburg. Carol Wiseman, an internationally renowned speaker and author of four books, including Raising Charitable Children, will discuss how to instill strong values of selflessness and charity into the next generation. And the George Marshall House will host Dr. Robert Krikorian of the U.S. Department of State speaking on contemporary geopolitics of the Caucasus region at 7 p.m. You will need to RSVP in advance. Get the details on how to do that and all these events and check out the rest of the events calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, tell a friend and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day. Mm